This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. All right, thanks, Scott Shannon, and thanks to all of you for being with us. Toll free, our number is 800-941-SHAWN. If you want to be a part of the program, uh, Senator Tom Cotton will join us today. Uh, Bill O'Reilly, all things simple man, Bill O'Reilly today. Uh, and you're going to meet one of the first FBI informants uh, or whistleblowers that are now, we're, we're going to hear from dozens of them. We're going to get to the bottom of all of this. Now, uh, my friend and colleague, Brett Baer, last night did a, a really, really interesting interview with Christopher Ray. Uh, if you want to talk about dodging and weaving and and avoiding questions and flat out not telling the truth, that's what you got from Christopher Ray last night. And, you know, the fact that the, he doesn't even think that the political that the FBI has been politicized. He's either not living in reality or he's just flat out lying. And his lack of knowledge or willingness to acknowledge uh, simple, basic, fundamental truths is is mind-numbing to me. You know, Brett Baer started out the interview. He said, you know, the FBI's reputation is at a record low. What do you make of that? Well, there are all sorts of opinions out there about the FBI, just like uh, there are, you know, there are opinions on every major institution. We're focused on the opinions of the people that actually do the work and the people we do the work with. Okay, I mean, that's a non-answer. You know, why has your reputation gone in the tank? The FBI, I can tell you, growing up in my family, was revered. My, my, my grandfather, his brother, both came from Ireland, and my grandfather's brother had, had two sons that were in the FBI. And they were looked up to like deity in my family. They were like they, they they were the ultimate example of the American dream personified. They made it to the premier law enforcement agency in the entire country. Now one of them has passed away, the other one I'm still in touch with. And we've had long discussions about all these issues that we've had to bring up involving the FBI, and he's thanking me for it and telling me that all of his friends retired or still active in the FBI are grateful that we're telling the truth. He is aghast at what has happened to this once great agency. Um, and, you know, and, you know, we, for example, Brett Baer brings up, well, your critics say that some of these uh, low ratings and people not trusting the FBI, et cetera, uh, are in part to the Russia collusion investigations and conservatives call the FBI's disinformation campaign about Hunter Biden's laptop or what they see as a dual system of justice. We can go down with each of them, but broadly, how do you address that? And Ray's answer is, you know, I hear these claims that the FBI has been politicized, but I can tell you the FBI is going to stay independent. Okay, that is just a lie. We know it's a lie. They just raided Mar-a-Lago. How did the FBI treat Hillary Clinton, who had more top-secret classified information on her private servers than Donald Trump had in a secure room that the FBI had complete access to any time they wanted it, 
because they're the ones that asked for the padlock to be put on the door of of the room where they eventually found documents, and they could have taken them the day that they were there. Nobody would have stopped them. But Hillary Clinton, you know, what do we have with her? Oh, no prosecutor would ever prosecute, and she had far more top-secret classified documents than anything ever found at Mar-a-Lago. She was never raided. No prosecutor would ever prosecute. That was in the July of 2016. And that doesn't even include what would, to me, would be clear obstruction. And that is 33,000 deleted emails uh, on the on the servers, on the computers, uh, using a substance that nobody had ever heard of or a program that nobody ever heard of. I still don't even know what it is today called Bleach Bit. She basically acid washed her hard drive and then that eliminated all the emails and we didn't have access to them. Jim Comey even admitted foreign adversaries had regular access, likely had regular access to all of Hillary Clinton's uh, servers and probably had live in real time access to this. I mean, this was a breach beyond all breaches. Here. It's not a piece of paper. They're watching in real time what the Secretary of State of the United States is doing and saying and a presidential candidate in what they're doing and saying. But no prosecutor would prosecute. So and then they ignore the 33,000 deleted emails uh, on top of that. Then, of course, they had Blackberries and iPhones, you know, beaten up with hammers to destroy them. Then SIM cards were removed. So there's no data on the phone here. You can have my phone all you want. The data is taken out of the phone when you take out the SIM card. Isn't that true? I guess unless you have your cloud thing on, and I don't even know what a cloud is. I have no idea. I've never turned it on. It scares me. I don't know. Was somebody going to steal my cloud? Uh, but in, in all serious here, he actually said, I hear these claims that the FBI has been politicized. I could tell you that we're going to stay independent. And that means follow the facts wherever they le- lead, no matter who likes it. You're not, there's not equal justice, Director Ray, under the law. There's not equal application of our laws. We have a dual justice system, and you're allowing it to continue. You had an opportunity post James Comey to return the FBI to its former greatness as the world's premier law enforcement agency. You failed to do so. And I found these answers offensive last night. You know, Brett Baer asked, oh, okay, let's start with the laptop. The FBI had access to this laptop for more than three years. They had that laptop in December of 2019. You know, why is this investigation taking so long? Well, the investigation is being led, as you know, by a U.S. attorney appointed in the last administration out of Delaware. Uh, No, you had it first and you could have verified it. Probably they could have verified it in a day with the technology that I'm sure the FBI has. They chose not to do it. They could have authenticated it. But instead, what did they do? By the summer of 2020, they they head up a, a group of FBI special agents led by a guy that in 2016 wrote a thesis about how Donald Trump colluded with Russia to win the 2016 presidential election, which is a complete lie, totally debunked and false. He is leading up an effort to talk to big tech companies and warn them that they may be victims of a misinformation campaign from a foreign country and that they've got to be on the lookout. And then with the case in Missouri, when then Attorney General, now Senator Eric Schmidt, Yoel Roth, the the site integrity head of, of Twitter at the time, 
was asked, well, what was the FBI telling you every week? Remember, the FBI reached out to every big tech organization and was warning them that they might be victims of misinformation. And Yoel Roth, under oath, said, yeah, they said, you know, it might be about Joe Biden. It might be about Hunter Biden. The seed was planted. In other words, they had already set the trap that, oh, if there's any information that you hear about Hunter Biden, uh, you got to look at it with great skepticism because you're probably going to be a victim of misinformation. Now, the FBI had the laptop in December of 2019, and they also knew damn well that Rudy Giuliani had a copy of the laptop. So they knew that information about the laptop was likely going to leak at some point during the uh, campaign. It did weeks before the presidential election. And did they ever tell? Did they ever authenticate? Yeah, that's really Hunter's laptop. We've had it since December of 2019. Nope, they didn't say a word. Just like before this last election, the FBI had already, you know, discovered that Joe Biden had top secret classified information. They didn't raid his home. They didn't raid the Penn Biden Center. They didn't raid the University of Delaware. No, they just and they didn't tell you the American people eight days they knew eight days before the election. Don't you think that's important to, for people to know before a midterm that the very big item of, of top secret classified information and a raid on Mar-a-Lago, but Joe Biden had the same problem and they didn't tell us? You got to is that dual? Is that not a dual justice system? I think it is. You know, and then he goes on to say the whistleblowers are telling lawmakers uh, that there's an internal effort to shut down the investigation. Have you found that? I have found nothing like that. Well, you've had the laptop for over three years. What's taking you so damn long? It doesn't pass the smell test. You know, then Brett says, all right, well, let's talk about the FBI and and what you told Big Tech or some agents uh, telling Big Tech about the authenticity of Hunter Biden's laptop. He And his answer is a non-answer. He goes, the FBI does not in it. It does not is not in the business of functioning as the truth police. We don't tell social media companies to censor anything. No, but you're warning them that they're going to be victims of a misinformation campaign. And it may be about Hunter. So you're basically telling them if you see something about Hunter, be skeptical. And you probably don't want to uh, perpetuate something that is likely false. So they set it up perfectly. It's like the perfect crime. And it, Brett talks about the Twitter files. You know, there a number of FBI numerous times. Uh, Matt Taibbi pointed out the FBI uh, San Francisco uh, uh, request to ban certain accounts and Twitter personnel in the case went to look for reasons to suspend all four accounts that the FBI wanted uh, ban or suspend. Was it appropriate to flag social media accounts for Twitter and elsewhere due to the politics of the government or government policies when it comes to covid? We don't tell social media companies to ban accounts. They were talking to big tech once a week in the lead up to the election. You know, Christopher Ray, you know, said then it goes on to say, you know, what we do tell social media companies about information that we have about foreign disinformation campaign. Well, they had 11 months before the 2020 presidential election to determine that the laptop from hell was real and they could have done something about it. They did nothing. Why? Because they're politicized. It's an obvious answer. You know, then he talks about the 50 former national intelligence folks. Well, I can't speak for them. Of course you can. You're defending, you know, 
your co-conspirators putting your thumb on the scale of not one now, but two presidential elections. James Comey letting Hillary Clinton off the hook, put the thumb on the the election in favor of her. The FBI meeting weekly with big tech, warning them that they might be victims of disinformation from foreign countries, and it may be about Hunter, they were putting their thumb on the scale of the 2020 election. This is this is a complete abuse of power. That's why people don't trust you, Director Ray. That's why the FBI's uh, approval ratings are in the tank. I don't want to be against the FBI. I want to praise the FBI. I want the FBI to return to its former status as the premier law enforcement agency in the world. It's not now. You had a chance to clean it up after Comey left and you didn't lift a finger you're nothing but an at best an institutionalist that's going to protect the institution at all costs and not clean up the fact that your agency is completely and totally politicized. And we're not going to hear from just one agent. We're going to hear from one agent on the program later today, Nicole Parker, why she left the FBI. But there are dozens of these people, whistleblowers, that are going to expose your FBI as having been politicized and the Department of Justice being weaponized uh, against conservatives because they don't like conservative points of view. You know, when Brett asked about the dual justice system and, uh, you know, for example, the, the, the documents investigation and why Mar-a-Lago was raided, uh, we have a long history of hand- handling investigations into the mishandling of classified information. And our standard for approaching these investigations is the same no matter who it is. Well, if it's the same, you would have raided Joe Biden's home. If it was the same, Hillary Clinton would have been arrested in 2016. It's not the same. You know, and then he said, are you at the table for the decision in terms of how it looks to go after a former president like Mar-a-Lago? Well, I oversee the FBI. I expect a significant investigation to be conducted by the book. He bragged him and Merrick Garland bragging about what they did. I mean, we we now listen when when, this is in we're now in danger of people that have really high positions of power abusing that power and going after people that they don't like their opinions of. That's a problem in this country. And if it continues, if nobody gets held accountable, it's going to spiral out of control and it will never, ever, ever stop this corruption from continuing ever. I mean, it's that dangerous.